1015 FM, 720 AM. k the talk of Las Vegas. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the number one professional wrestling radio show in Las Vegas. This is the Mark Hoke Show. The Mark Hoke Show. One full hour of wrestling news, entertainment, and lots of Sin City surprises from inside the squared circle. Now, let's bring on the tag team of Andrew Fish Fame. Joe DeFalco, and your host, Mark Hoke. All right. I hate to be lying that we don't have a trios in here tonight. And my tag team partner couldn't make it. Yeah. It's Saturday night. What else but, could he be doing on a Saturday night at 8 o'clock uh, in I Las Vegas? Maybe running a wrestling card. That's is he running possible. a card tonight? I don't know. I have to look. I didn't get to ask Joe what he's doing. But, th- but this is the Mark Hoke Show on KDWN 101.5 FM. 7.20 a.m., the talk of Las Vegas, two stations. It's, it's the station so nice, we're on your dial twice. Going to have a great time talking a little pro wrestling tonight with my good buddy in there. I'll tell you, the, the, the blue is gone, by the way. Andrew Fish Fane. Fish! Yes, sir. You've, you, you're doing your natural hair color. Yeah, I guess you could call it that. <laughs> Black and gray, baby. Yeah. <laughs> so oh, and lots of gray. It's getting grayer by the minute. <laughs> yeah, I can tell. Oh, my God. Yeah, it's been, uh, of course, we are normally on Sundays at 8 a.m. And we will be. Pacific time. And, of course, we will be with uh, Joe tomorrow. But, hey, we get the time. We take it. Because I'm greedy. Hey, if, if WWE can have two shows and AEW can have two shows, we can have two shows. Perfect. That's great. Maybe we got to make a main event kind of show, too. We'll <laughs> 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 just have like our C talent come on. Yeah, we got we to gotta find some We, we got to find some I low level. I can say level. something, but I'm not going to say, I'm not going to be mean to this one person that used to do the show with you. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my God. Anyway, hey, we're talking pro wrestling here on KDWM. And before I go on, by the way, I do want to thank everybody out there that's been listening to the show. I, You know, it's hard to get numbers, period, on the weekends. It really is. Yeah, because like I what said, up? what else is someone doing at 8 o'clock on a Saturday night in Vegas? Yeah, but when you look at numbers for the Sunday morning show, easily the best on the station and... We've been ranking pretty high up there. I do want to. So, if you spike tonight, then we'll know it's because of me. Because Sunday it spikes because I'm on, and Saturday night now it's spiking because I'm on. Yeah, I'm telling you that's the reason. Yeah, I'm going to spike you. And, <laughs> but thank thank you all for listening and making the show a great success. And of course, we have the podcast being downloaded from around the world. I mean, that list of countries and stuff is crazy. Finally, by the way, finally got a, a download in Rhode Island. Nice. I hear we're huge in Namibia, too. Uh, I don't know about that one, but do you know, but, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to talk bitterness for one second right now. By Fish, where did I go to college? Uh, Penn State, I believe. No, I was from that oh, area. North but Dakota where, State. Sorry. I went to North Dakota State. You know what one of five states that we haven't had downloads in yet is? North Dakota. Yeah. What is going on, well, guys? Well, there's like, what, 15 people that live in North Dakota? Hey, now. It's, it's more than that. 20? <laughs> I don't know what it is. It's just that little section up there, like North Dakota, South Dakota, Montana. Um, is your state we, motto, we're better than South Dakota? 
We're the, or we're the <laughs> that, best of the two Dakotas. You don't have to say that. It's a given. <laughs> so, guys, if you have friends in like North Dakota, South Dakota, Montana, Idaho, I think, was it the other one, and then Vermont. We got we have five states we haven't hit yet for some stupid reason. Vermont makes no sense at all. I don't know, man. Please tell your friends up there, and tell your friends in Saskatchewan as well. It's 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 funny, fish, because when I, and I don't want to get too inside the baseball here, but when I look at those at the stats, the like colors to fill in on the map and everything, and the all the lower provinces of Canada are filled in, and there's this one in the middle. It's nothing, annoying. Nothing from from Saskatoon. That, what the heck? Come on, guys. We love you up there. We really do. Come so, on, eh? So get into the show. Eh? We're, we're yeah. fans of the Hart family. Yeah, take off, eh? Anyway. Head. Enough of that. <laughs> but the, the the wrestling news, boy, I'll tell you what. I, I before before you start, I do want to say and this is this is wrestling related. Yes, I do not remember a time, and this is even including the Monday Night Wars, where wrestling news has been more fruitful than it has been in the last two months. It's been unreal. Yeah, I mean every every week there's something new for us to talk about. The happenings with Vince McMahon leaving. WWE are having more ramifications in the world of professional wrestling than I I don't even think I would have imagined. Um, if, if you don't know what's happened over the past few weeks, Vince McMahon has resigned as CEO of WWE. Something I never thought I'd see. Because well, he's he was. Uh, Hanging around with the ladies. Dipping his hand in the cookie jar. And it wasn't his hand, but you get my point. Hey, now. <laughs> and they have been finding more and more money that he paid out to these women in settlements. They, and guess what, Fish? They found another $5 million a couple days ago. So is it $19 million? We are now at 19.6. Hey, get 20, 20, 25, 30, 30, 35. It is. How, I mean, and that's my question. How high does it get, do you think? Oh. <sighs> These are back from, I believe it was. Let me let me pull the story here real quick. Uh, I mean, can, they are, can, can it get to forty, forty-five million? You think? I mean, does, uh, are there going to be? And it's going. And I'm not trying to sound sexist or make a joke about it, but can there be that many women that he was trying to get with? <laughs> what do you think? I don't know if the 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 money is going to get that high, but I'm not going to be shocked if there's more settlements that are going to okay. come out. Who? Who had more women? Deshaun Watson, Vince McMahon. <laughs> Deshaun's at twenty three. That's a pretty high. That's yeah, a pretty that's high a, bar. That is a high bar to hit. But these two are from two thousand seven and two thousand nine. That just came up this week. And here's where Vince is in trouble. Okay, even though he did pay this out of his personal funds, these still count as expenses for the company because it happened. It was company related. Right. So now, with all these settlements, they've had to go back and redo all their quarterly earning reports for all these all these years. And now they have to go back to seven and nine and change those too. And they keep—it's funny because they keep seeing the report. They just told the SEC, "We'll have an updated one for you in two days." And then, okay, we'll have an updated one for quarters one, two, three, and four of 2017. One, two, three. So it's like every every day they have to go. Okay, give us another day because we have to update it again. So now um, the man who's been running that company for 40 years is history. And I don't think there's any question. There's no way. There is no way Vince is ever going to be allowed to be involved with WWE again. Oh, absolutely not. He's done. 
The stockholders are not going to put up with it. Of course, Vince's stock went up like 11 bucks. I think it was around 66 or 65 somewhere in there before I all this happened. Sh- I happen to have bought on Robinhood shares of stock in the WWE, so I'm just trying to look up right now where, where my uh, stock is at. Because it was up, went up to 77 So Vince leaving has apparently, instead of having a bad effect, has got everybody kind of excited about the future of world wrestling entertainment. Well, yeah, yes and no. I mean, at some point, you've got to think that when the SEC comes down on them, because the SEC will come down on this company, that something's going to happen and the bottom may fall out for a little bit. That's a possibility. But, But Vince, boy, he's in trouble. He is in some serious trouble. But what has really occurred because of this, massive changes within World Wrestling Entertainment itself, mostly in terms of talent relations and the creative area, which now the son-in-law, Hunter Hearst Helmsley, or Paul Levesque, his real name, has taken over those duties. His daughter, Stephanie, who he fired a few months ago. From in May, I think, yeah. Said it was a family thing, and then, well, all of a sudden we found out that, no, they weren't happy with some of her performances in sales and marketing and stuff like that, so they... Vince fired her. He fired. He fired his son a while ago. And he he's and the son's staying fired. They don't, from what I gather, Triple H and Steffi do not want Shane back. No. Rub too many, uh, ruffle too many feathers, shall we say. <laughs> You're going to say rub in the wrong way. That's what I'm convinced, too. Yeah, I, I caught myself <laughs> on that one. Um, but the, the interesting part is that since they have... These new roles have been taken by Mr. Levesque. WWE has, product has changed significantly. And all these people that Vince fired, and, and I mean, it was a huge list, but all these people that Vince fired, the Triple H had brought up through NXT, which is WWE's developmental show and system. Huh. They're coming back and coming back and coming back. And and my first thought is, how many people can he... Because every show, someone new is coming back from, from the NXT, from NXT or the old NXT. Mm-hmm. How many people can he actually bring back? That's a good question. We'll, we'll, we'll get to that in a minute. But, the, but obviously, the, the situation is now these other people are coming back. Plus, you also now... The situation also trickles over to All Elite Wrestling, the WWE's main uh, competitor right now, because a lot of people left WWE because of all the nonsense and craziness and micromanaging that Vince did. You know, you can't say certain words. You can't, uh, your promos, you know, when you're trying to promote a match are completely scripted. You can't be yourself. The cheesy eighth grade sophomore humor appears to be getting pulled out even though you know you have triple h and you know dx they kind of yeah they but, did I their mean, share even the whole name thing i think that that whole atmosphere is changing it may, it may not you may not go back to austin theory for example but i think when other people come in they're not going to have to change their name i think i think Gar- i saw a report of, i think it was garza that he may be getting his first name back he is so that so all these things that vince obsessed over are are gone and, and the most one of the biggest things that's I think most noticeable is the shackles are off the announcers. Yeah. I mean, I heard that right away. Because if you didn't know that as well, Vince was always in the ear of all of his announcers and would basically be telling them what to say 
through the whole broadcast. Especially Michael Cole. Uh, Michael Cole. And when you listen to Michael Cole now, he's he's free. <laughs> the, the shackles are off the it's guy. Vintage Cole. Yeah, it's, well, I don't. Well, see, here's the thing. I don't. I don't know if we. I don't know if we know what vintage coal is. Yeah, I know. But do we? Got, do but, we? But all I ever remember the only that's the only thing I ever hear is like vintage Cena. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah we know. Vintage Jordan. Yes. <laughs> it's like but, a fine wine. Yeah, so it's vintage coal. <laughs> but now with all league wrestling, it with having the more freer atmosphere for their performers to do more things and be more wrestling-oriented as opposed to being sports entertainment. Unless you're Chris Jericho, then your entire thing is sports entertainment. Yeah, it's a total spoof. Of course. But now I think it's going to be a little more interesting in terms of AEW getting people in and keeping them in because, you know, obviously, I mean, AEW does a great job. They're selling out. They sell out their pay-per-views. They sell out their venues overall. They they do a, an amazing production. They've only been in business for three years, though. And the WWE you know, is doing stadiums. They're doing these massive events. WrestleMania, even though the attendance wasn't as high as they claimed it was last year, you know, you're still doing stuff in eight, places like AT&T Stadium. Uh, next the, WrestleMania is coming up in L.A. And the, 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 the Clash at the Castle is in a huge soccer stadium in, in Cardiff, I yes. believe. And I believe that it's sold out already. Yeah. So, it, and, and just the opportunities that you get with WWE, you know, you've seen The Rock and John Cena and so many guys get acting gigs. And you just become more a part of pop culture than you do if you're in AEW. With the shackles off, Fish, it it really seems to me that, and, you know, if the working atmosphere has changed too, especially for the women, it seems to me that they really, they're going to have an uphill battle for a while in terms of, you know, if you were just looking company to company, and now it's going to come down to pretty much the paycheck, I think. Right. That was the problem. When, when WWE is run by Vince, it was, all right. I can take the money of the WWE, but I have to live in that little box. Or I can have the freedom of AEW, but I probably I'll still make good money. I just won't make the same money. Now it's I have the freedom in 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 both places. Plus, I can get the money of WWE. I think that's where AEW is in trouble because they can't match the money that WWE can offer them. Now they still, I mean, some of the guys are still making pretty good paychecks. I mean, don't oh, get me wrong; no, they're, they're pretty massive. The guys, the guys have some good deals. The next but, guy, I think that, and I don't know how long his contract is. So, because, but I don't even see him on AEW that much. It's Keith Lee, I would not surprise be surprised to see him back in WWE. Well, he's the he's part of half of the tag team champions now, so. Yeah, I know. How long is, is he? How long is his contract? Do we know? Because I know, like Adam Cole is till twenty twenty seven. Oh, I'm not sure. If he signed Moxley, three or five. I think but... Moxley is a in like in the next couple of months. He's out. See, I just I can't see Moxley leaving. Of course, the he is John Moxley's the current AEW interim world champion. I have and... a lot to say about that. I don't know if you want to talk about that today or tomorrow. Or tomorrow but I was listening to a Cornette thing about about talking about that and how AEW completely screwed this whole interim champion thing up. Well, you know, well, we'll, we'll wrap up the Vince McMahon discussion, but the the one really cool thing that is benefiting all of us as fans is now WWE could just kind of coast. They, you know, SmackDown is the number one show on Friday night. Raw, even though the numbers weren't, they were good, but and they were still the number one show on cable. Now 
there's they're going to be putting out a product that I think competes with AEW's because AEW's wrestling was really good. A lot of the nonsense that WWE did, AEW pretty much after the first year got away from, and it, it was much better to watch. Now, the shows are are both very good. Or all, you know, all four of them. They're they're very good shows. And the, the interesting thing, because the hot rumor now is the contract with USA says that WWE has to put on three hours of programming per week. Triple H wants to cut Raw back down to two hours. Oh, really? I didn't hear that. Yeah, so they just have to figure out what to do with that extra hour. Now, that doesn't mean, I don't know if it necessarily means it has to be on Monday nights or if they can move it to another night of the week and have a different kind of show, which is they might do. They may have a wrestling news and, and notes type show. I don't know. But... Because uh, one of the things Triple H has always said is the biggest problem for WWE is Raw is three hours long. It is long. And, of course, we're here on the Mark Hoke Show and KDWN, 101.5 FM, 720 AM, the best in pro wrestling news and entertainment in Las Vegas. And I'm just going to say the whole Galdurned universe. Except Saskatchewan. Yeah, except Saskatchewan. <laughs> Join us. Join us, Saskatchewan. Uh but, yeah, I, I think this is an amazing time for fans, and this is going to be fun coming up, too, because you have two pay-per-views. Oh, excuse me, a pay-per-view and a premium live event. Three weeks from today and tomorrow. Over Labor Day weekend, a WWE's got the Clash at the Castle on that Saturday. That over here in the States will be on on Saturday morning, so that'll be interesting to see viewership. And then AEW's All Out pay-per-view, which was is their big one, is on Sunday. And... This is going to be fun to see how competitive this really gets. Because I I think Triple H understood that where AEW was taking fans. I don't even know if it's really taking fans per se. But that the, the actual show, the actual entertainment of it, the wrestling... Was not up to par. Even though they had um, have amazing performers, it wasn't up to par at AEW. And you can already see that is changing. Who has the advantage? The the company that goes first, the WWE, or the company that goes second to AEW on that weekend? In other words, it, because it's fresh, so you don't have anything to compete against, people can watch the WWE product and it can be amazing. Or it has, you have nothing to stack it up against, so you don't know how great it actually is. So is that better, or you're better off to be AEW? Go okay. This is what WWE did. We have to top that, so we can do what we have to do X, Y, and Z now. Well, I, I don't know if it's that. I think it's just putting on a better show. Yeah, I know, but that's, and, that's my and, point. You, would you rather be the first show on or the second show on? Honestly, if I'm either company, I'm just worried about doing what I do best. You know, I don't think you can really take, you know, say, well, you know, we think AEW is going to do these kind of things, so we need to do this and. You know, I think that would be too reactionary. I think you just have to stick to the way you're doing things. And the same thing for AEW. I don't think that all the wrestling should be looking at WWE and saying, oh, we got to change this and we got to change that. There there are flaws on both shows still. But Absolutely. I think but I think the fun part is is that we as wrestling fans are gonna get to see what WWE can really do and AEW's already given them a push, and now AEW's going to get a push back. Man, we win. It's a repeat of the Monday Night Wars, because that's exactly what happened between WCW and WWE in the 90s. But uh, I, I totally had something, and I just well, completely well, I, lost my I'll, train of thought. I'll, I'll disagree with you that on a, on a little bit, in that WCW, once they the NWO thing started to wear down a little bit, they... 
they didn't like they didn't have the the network wasn't behind the show. You know, as as time went on, they eventually got dropped when the the AOL Time Warner merger right. happened. So I don't know if they have the backing, if they had the backing, and you know, you you seem to you know you brought in Vince Russo and just. The, no, everything I, I went that. off the rails there, and I don't think AEW is going to go off the rails. I think it's just going to be a matter of these are going to be two quality, quality companies putting on four really good shows, and the, they're going to have to they're going to have to beat each other with what they, excuse me, what they do in the ring. The one thing that Triple H has done that I find very exciting is he's made the secondary titles important. Yes. He did that when he had the the matches to see who the number one contender for the U.S. title is. I think this tag team tournament to see who the women's tag team champions are going to be. I think that that raises the level of the title. And I think the, the Intercontinental Championship, the U.S. title, all those titles need to be important. And Vince McMahon did not care about them. No. And, they were, and, and they, doing what, what Triple H is doing makes them seem important. Yeah, they were passed around. You know, like uh, like a doobie, yeah. you know. Hey, man, you want a hit of this? Yeah, you want a U.S. title hit? Yeah. Well, they the, they have run a promo piece about the U.S. title, actually taking the history of the belt and the great champions over the years that held that title, and you can see that they want to try and up the the level and respect of that. And the same thing with the Intercontinental title. And you look at the the two guys that have those belts right now. Bobby Lashley is the U.S. champion, and you know this isn't some mid Carter that's holding this title. No, it, this is Bobby Lashley. Well, that was former my point. It, it, it used to be if you were the Intercontinental champion or you were the U.S. title holder, you were next in line to be the top guy. Right. You were that was prepping you to be the top guy. If you had that belt, that's that was the next step was to be champion. And then all of a sudden, when Vince took over, well, not when Vince took over, Vince made them mean made made them mean nothing. I mean, yeah. the Intercontinental Championship was not even defended on pay per views. It became more of a TV title, right? And now you have Gunther, the former Walter, is holding the Intercontinental title. Who everybody great uh, match with Shinsuke. Yesterday, he is right. he is a monster, and that match with Shinsuke was fantastic. Yeah, and they. They turned those guys loose. You know, like I, I think we mentioned it to you last week uh, on the yeah, Sunday show. Absolutely. You said if they turn them loose, it's going to be great, and it was. Yeah, because those guys are hard-hitting, powerful guys, you know, king of strong style against the mean old Gunther, and yeah, they let it go. They let it, it go. fantastic. Can you imagine that match, that kind of match happening under Vince? No. And, no, there's no way. And I think that... If they are going to a TV 14 format, I think that's going to be much better for WWE as well. Yeah. And, you know, so this is, I mean, this is going to be fun. And we haven't even talked about all the people that came back. Because we had more <laughs> more returns this week, for better or worse. Top I'm dollar, gonna, top I'm, dollar, top I'm, dollar. I'm going to say that, for better or worse. But, yeah, we'll, we'll get into that when we come back from the break. Uh, but, Fish, I got I to gotta ask you. You ever checked out automated day trading? I have not, but I need to. I I think you may want to consider this, all right? Because we do have a great sponsor on the show that is Trading Made Easy. Do automated day trading from your home. It's run it software. They train you on it. All you have to do is you can get on a free webinar. Just go to tradingmadeasy.com. It's so easy. They only need one E instead of two. Wow, that's fantastic. It is amazing. So go on the website, sign up for a seminar. It's time to get rid of that nine-to-five job. Oh, hell yes. You know, (laughs) just just do it. Go on the website, tradingmadeasy.com, or give them a call at at 
800-971-4160 and sign up for a free trading session right now. That is tradingmadeasy.com. Hey, we're going to be right back on the Mark Hoke Show. We will get into uh, what's been going on on AEW and WWE right after this. Hi, this is Mark Hoke. Has out-of-control inflation, gas prices, and grocery costs wrecked your wallet? Then check into automated day trading with Trading Made Easy. Trading Made Easy has spent five years helping people put cash in their pockets with their simple-to-use day trading software. So if you're ready to leave that 9-to-5 job behind, visit TradingMadEasy.com or call 800-971-4160 to sign up for a free live training seminar right now. That's TradingMadEasy.com. Want more of The Mark Hoke Show? Follow us on Twitter at Mark Hoke Show. Like us on Facebook at The Mark Hoke Show. And visit MarkHokeShow.com to keep up with everything happening with the show. And remember to check out all of our archive shows on YouTube at The Mark Hoke Show and download our podcasts at MarkHokeShow.Podbean.com and all your favorite podcast outlets. So join The Mark Hoke Show family today, and thanks for listening. 1015 FM, 720 AM, KDON, the talk of Las Vegas. You're listening to the number one professional wrestling radio show in Vegas, The Mark Hoke Show. The Mark Hoke Show. Now, here again is Mark Hoke. Hey, that's you. Yeah, that's me, making sure we have everything properly programmed at this point. Whoops. But we're all good. Thanks for joining us on the Mark Hoke Show here on KDWN 1015 FM 720 AM. I'm Mark Hoke along with Andrew Fish Fane. Don't forget to join us again tomorrow at 8 AM. We're going to have a lot more news and notes and craziness and Joe's sarcasm, but also his... And a schmoz. Yes, and his inside perspective. Of course, he runs, runs future stars of wrestling here in Las Vegas. Train the cross man. Killer uh, Carrion Cross, excuse me. I did hear a rumor that Carrion Cross was supposed to be the heavyweight champion for Freddie Prince's uh, uh, wrestling organization, but he got the offer from WWE, so he had to turn Freddie Prince down so he could come back to WWE. Oh well, he was going to be made the champion. I can't, I can't think about the name of his organization because he, he started, started a new wrestling organization. Yeah, well, I think that's a pretty good call. Yeah, I think he made the right call. Just a hunch. Uh, but in terms of just kind of wrap up our discussion on the idea, because a lot of stuff happened in AEW this week, too. Top Dollar, the group that Triple H had built in NXT, and then they were brought up to the main roster for and, two episodes and dispatched almost immediately because apparently they rubbed some people wrong in the back. So did Vince. <laughs> I'm going to keep making that joke. Uh, that's fine. That's like a Michael Scott, that's what she said. Yeah. <laughs> Well, they're back. So without, of course, Swerve Strickland, who is now currently one half of the AEW World Tag Team Champions. But the trio is now there. So they have made their return. Ashanti the Adonis. Yes. So now we've got Cross back. We've got Dakota Kai back. Io Shirai got pulled up. She's now Io Sky. We think Dexter Loomis is back. We're not quite sure yet. Dexter Loomis showed up on Monday Night Raw. Of course, you haven't seen Dexter Loomis. He is one creepy son of a gun. Yes, he is. Just, just Google it. And That's, if you if you believe the rumors, Bray Wyatt is back as well. Yeah, we may be seeing Bray Wyatt too, which doesn't surprise me. And you know, now all of a sudden, all the stories about how Vince treated him like dirt are starting to sneak out as well. Triple H has 
got the, the rebellion is over and Triple H has planted the flag. And I will say this, the other interesting thing I heard, because I did, because uh, what they called the Millennium Meltzer, which is Sean Ross Sapp of Fightful Select. Oh, jeez. But he's reporting that they are, at, they are just about to sign or have already signed Bray Wyatt. And then an interesting tweet came out from uh, Eric Redbeard, also known as Eric Rowan, basically making it sound like if Bray was back, he was back as well. Yeah, well, he just wrestled on AEW Rampage on Friday night, so... It's going to be interesting. Yeah, this boy, I'll tell you. What it's, a it, tangled it, it, web we weave. The, the, and this is why it's like the Monday Night Wars, because if you remember, that's what happened with Rick Rude. He was on an episode of Raw and an episode of Nitro. Lex Luger was on that very first episode of Nitro, as everyone thought he was still in the WWE, and he walked into the Mall of America there. Mm-hmm. So it, 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 that's where it has some similarities. I hope that AEW doesn't get into quite that kind of shenanigans. I don't think they will. I think I think they're going to learn from WCW's mistakes, and that's going to make it a much better uh, product, and it's going to make it a better battle between the two. Yep. And the only people that lose are nobody, because we all win by being able to watch it. Yeah, and and unlike what happened towards the last latter part of WCW, AEW has enough good people that are there. They're going to keep that product up. Even though I, I did have a little fault this week with them. But well, I, I, like I said, I have a fault with, with, with the storyline with John Moxley. What was your fault with them this week? Well, AW Dynamite, of oh, course, airs like, on. Gimme, gimme, gimme. That's what I like. It's Dynamite. Really, Fish? Sorry. <sighs> it's Jermaine Jackson. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. I don't sing Sunday oh, mornings. It's God. Story. You're in a peppy mood, too, which is good. Anyway, the AEW Wednesday night show, The Quake by the Lake. Yo, good Lord. I love they come up with the names. Yeah, really but, and I will say this. It made it sound bigger than just another episode of Dynamite. Yeah, they're, they're really good at it. It's a House of Dragons show next week. Yes, That's going to be fun. They're promoting the House of Dragons show on coming up on HBO. And Brian Danielson, the American Dragon, will be taking on the... Now, dragon newly Slayer. appointed Dragon Slayer. That's kind of stealing from uh, Daniel from, Garcia. That's kind of stealing from uh, Seth, the, Seth, Seth Freakin' yeah. Rollins, who was the King Slayer and the Beast Slayer. Yeah. Well, slay the dragon, man. That That's what gets slayed. Dragons get slayed. They also said that, the, the, uh, really quick, I know you're going to go back to AEW, I just, but you know me, I have a train of thought, and it goes, that apparently that there's a, uh, a Toronto, I think it's in Toronto coming up on Monday Night Raw, and they're already advertising Cody Rhodes, and, and they're like, you can't be advertising him. He, that, that, so, not, so, so either he's not, not going to be there no. or that he's coming back much sooner than people thought. There's no way he's coming back from that torn peck that quick. There's no way. Just telling you that he was on the recent advertisement. Yeah, we'll see about that. Maybe he'll show up. But the Wednesday night show featured uh, five matches, uh, some pretty good ones. Absolutely. He kicked it off with Darby Allen against Brody King in another coffin match for Darby. Which he wins, and it was bloody and messy. And that's who it is. It's supposed. To, remember, I, I was talking to you off before we. I think it was yesterday or two days ago. I was talking about that someone else was supposed to join House of Black. It's supposed to be Darby Allen. He's going to turn on Sting and join House of Black. That'd be interesting. But Darby Allen wins that match, but started the thing off with a skate. His skateboard loaded with thumbtacks on the bottom and busted Brody King open right off the bat. And Brody was bleeding all over the place. Like a stuck pig. Oh, it was not good. And then in your main event, you had, which was the AW Interim World Championship match. We'll get into it. Moxley defends against Chris Jericho. 
Now, I thought there was a chance that Jericho could win that match, depending on when Punk was coming back. Well, (laughs) Mox wins the match. Mox had his earring supposedly ripped out by Jericho during the match. Don't know if you saw that spot, but... Jericho was holding up his earring. And Mox won by DQ, if I remember No, correctly. no, he, he won by submission. It was I, a submission. I thought it was when, when the, the entire Jericho Appreciation Society came down to the ring and started beating up on Mox. No, they had, that was before. They, yeah, this was a, this, it was a uh, submission victory okay. for Moxley. Right. And so Moxley, of course, you know what happens when you cut your ear. It bleeds profusely. It's really bad. And then Jericho took an accidental hit on an exposed turnbuckle. Because if you've never seen, you know, if you haven't watched wrestling that much, there's turnbuckles on, you know, boxing wrestling rings. There's turnbuckles that cover where the ropes come together. And it's a, and all it is is a big metal piece that gets cranked together. And they had taken a turnbuckle off. And, you know, you, you do that spot all the time. But Jericho actually hit his head on that. Ouch. And you could see he was hurting. He he was down and covering that thing up for a while, and he was bleeding all over the place. This is the one thing that AEW I think has got to watch: is they're going, you know, I mean, old you know, territory day wrestling and so on, and even up through the the eighties had a lot of blood. Yeah, just look at Abdullah the Butcher. But it was done in big matches. It was done at. You know, pay-per-views. It wasn't done every week on TV. And one thing that I'm getting really worried about with AEW is they're overdoing that. And obviously, and if you don't know, wrestlers do cut themselves open with blades. Um, You know, there's... there's, It's called blading, obviously. Yeah, there's there's multiple ways to hide it. Um, But they will, you know, give themselves a little nick on the forehead or something like that to get the blood flowing. And... Yeah, it's just been a lot. I mean, too many crimson masks. I, I don't. I there's a place for it because you are having two people fighting, and if they're in a very grudge type match, yeah, someone should, you know, get busted open. It's going to happen. I mean, you're in a steel cage. If I'm fishing, if I'm fighting you in a steel cage, I'm taking your face. If if you're fighting me in a steel cage, we got problems. Yeah, (laughs) I'm taking your face and I'm raking it across and bouncing you off the posts and all that stuff. I'm got because that's where you're trying to settle a long grudge. Right, and and if you bleed every week, then the blood that happens in the cage match doesn't mean anything. Right, you're you're going to lessen it, and I think they've got to be really careful because you know, they're just coming off. Um, you had the um, blood and guts match, right? With which was like the war games that have two rings with two steel cages on it. I mean, just everybody's getting busted open on AEW right now, and. It's not. Eventually, you're gonna wear that impact of that out, and they've got to be careful. Absolutely. Yeah. So that was kind of my big complaint about Dynamite, and, and I get that. And my other complaint about Dynamite, and it, Mark Henry needs to just stop. He can't get be in the ring anymore. He can't be on the microphone. He's just not good. Wow. He might hurt you on that. He might, but you know, I, he's a great dude. I got nothing against Mark Henry. But I don't know. They tried. They had. I don't know if they had him interviewing again on uh, on uh, Wednesday. But he was just not good. He he has that thing on Rampage on Friday where you know everybody you know the, the main event. They they have the little each does a competing promo, and then you know and then it's time for the main event. 
and people get a kick out of that. But yeah, I could I could see where you could say that. So, but the of course the big happening on that after Moxley wins the match is now the world champion who had broken his foot shows up at the end of the match, and now CM Punk and John Moxley appear to be headed to a showdown at AEW's All Out pay-per-view coming up on uh, the 4th of September. So now we get to deal with this interim world title. And Fish, I every time I've said it, you have cringed. It is something that has been done in boxing, MMA, where if the champion gets hurt, if he's going to be out for a while, they make an interim champion, someone that's going to act as the world champion and then for a while, and then once the regular world champion has recovered, then those two fight. So they decide to go the same route with this because Punk hurt his foot literally a, a, a week after he won the world title. So this is this is going to be interesting. I'm I'm I, I got to say I'm really excited about this match with Mox and Punk coming up. That should be something pretty special. Yeah, and I, I will tell you this is why I don't like it. And, and believe it or not, of all people, it's Jim Cornette who actually, to me, put it perfectly. And I, I'm just going to read a little thing that Jim Cornette had said about it. He goes, "He's got one of the biggest names in professional wrestling, CM Punk, as your AEW World Champion. He gets an injury, so instead of stripping him of the belt." You decide to create an interim champion with the thought that when Punk is ready to go, they will reunite those titles. That's a surefire story in any kind of combat sport. Can't miss Angle, and they've missed it. Because to do that properly, once Tony had Tony Tony being Tony Khan, had made the decision to create an interim champion and not to strip Punk, then obviously not uh, not only any genius, but anybody that just knows anything would have said, okay, the interim champion needs to be the strongest heel I've got with a big mouth. Because that interim champion needs to win that interim title, and he needs to crow about it, and he needs to get some wins every week against the majority of my roster to keep him strong. And it's going to just keep going and keep going and keep going and keep winning. So when Punk finally comes back, the, the interim champion goes, I want, I've beaten more guys than you ever defended your title against. I'm the true champion. So you have a top face in CM Punk against a top heel, and then you're going to have you sell massive pay-per-views. Moxley versus CM Punk, you don't know who you're going to cheer for because they're both faces. So they missed the mark on that angle because it could have been so much more. I will agree with you on that most of the way. Here's here's the issue that I think that they had though was not knowing how long Punk was going to be out. Because I really think that you know we had to, we had discussed this, that I thought that maybe Jericho should have won the title and then you could have gone to Eddie Kingston if it was going to drag out that long, but they weren't sure if Punk was going to be back for this pay-per-view or or back in November with this foot injury. So now he's back. And, yeah, and, and I think, I think and, he came back sooner than most people thought. Yeah, and, and I think that's that was the main issue with this whole thing is that he came back a lot faster than everybody thought he would. And so you kind of have to have this match. You know, I would almost be tempted. I don't know. You don't have enough time, though. It was only three weeks. You you couldn't take the belt off Moxley and put it on somebody else. No, right. I I don't have a problem with there being an interim champion. I have the problem with Moxley being the interim champion, not because he's not good enough, because I think I think Cornette's right. It had to have been a heel because then you can build up that heel so massively. So then that that becomes a huge match between the massive heel and the massive face that is CM Punk. Yeah, and and of course there's other possibilities coming out too, where you may have the return of MJF, which. From what I had read, MGF was planned to win the world title from Punk at some point. Eddie Kingston's still out there. You know, they, there's a lot of people that 
they can throw in the mix after this. And, you know, it was just an unfortunate happening. You know, it, it was a shame that it really the was. got I mean, hurt so quick. But unfortunately, injury is obviously part of the sport. It was good to see Brian Danielson back as well this week. Uh, I mean, he, I know he came back last week, but the match he's got a match next week against Daniel Garcia, which is just going to be phenomenal. Yeah. Those, Daniel Garcia, it's funny that you forget about him, but then when you actually see him wrestle again, you're like, oh, my God, this guy's really good. Yeah, and, and another injury news, by the way, from AEW, Chris Statlander, who had just gotten one knee cleaned up, has apparently torn an ACL in her other knee. And just when she was getting the rocket ship, is out again. Back. Oh. So now they're apparently going to go back to Tony Storm challenging Thunder Rosa. And I and honestly, I hope Tony wins it this time. I just the, the promos that Rosa has been cutting just have been. I, I yeah. do, but I do like the fact that they call a match a thunderstorm. Yeah, that was pretty cool. Good idea. Um, and let's see what else. Uh, what else happened there too? And of course, the trios championship are starting to get underway. And we had a little saga there with the Young Bucks trying to get Hangman Adam Page to be their partner in this tournament. And he said, oh, my goodness, no. I wonder why. Who could come in and save them and become their third member of the trios? Kenny Omega should be coming back here next week. Does that mean that because now the Young Bucks are faced, does that mean Kenny Omega is now face? I don't know. Does, he come, does he come back with Don Callis? That would be hard. The Bucks are a uh, puzzling Buc- enigma sometimes. Yeah, because in the AEW. Bucks got made a face by Adam Cole, Bobby Fish, and uh, and uh, Kyle O'Reilly. Right. So a little confusing, but yeah. But everybody's well. Everybody's going to be excited to see Kenny back. So I'm guessing he'll come back as a as a face or a good guy for now. We'll see how that it's turns out. It's funny because that's what they always do. Like when Triple H left when he got hurt, he was a heel. But because he was out so long when he when he first came back, he got that one that huge pop. Oh yeah. And it always happens when a guy first comes back, no matter if they're a face or a heel, they get the huge pop. If As long as they're a wrestler that people had something had something invested in. Right. And, of course, this is the Mark Hoke Show on KDWN, 101.5 FM, 720 AM, the talk of Las Vegas. I'm Mark Hoke, along with Andrew Fishfain. We are talking some pro wrestling here on a Saturday night. And, once again, don't forget to join us tomorrow at 8 AM Pacific time here. Boy, on... it's early. Yeah. See, now you're getting kind of a dose of what I do because... Well, normally a Harvey Hyde show, which is on coming up here uh, after we're done. I get out. I get out of work after that, and then I have to come back in here. You know, get about six thirty to get ready for the show. So, yeah, turning it over, baby. That's what I do. You're an animal. I am. Hear me roar, baby. That's how it goes. <laughs> um, we we did have another interesting. Uh, a couple interesting things happening on Rampage on Friday night, too, as Eric Redbeard, the formerly the Eric Rowan, made another appearance here in Team is he, is he? He's officially signed to AEW then. He's not he's, because he was making a couple of one off appearances with them on with not a without a contract. I would have to look and see what his contract status is. I'm not sure. But he teamed with our good buddy Danhausen, very nice, very evil. I do like Danhausen. To get, of course, beaten by the gun club. Billy Gunn's kids, Austin Colton, but yeah, that but that is interesting. I mean, you know, would you would you bring Eric Rowan? And actually, I don't think I remember. I read he's not under contract yet. Would you bring Eric Rowan in if you could for this roster? Do you think he fits? What, what I would for WWE, what I would do is I would bring him in, and I would have him, uh, Finn Balor, 
Rhea Ripley and Damian Priest be the new Wyatt family. That would be interesting. So the Judgment Day becomes the new Wyatt family. Bray Wyatt becomes the leader of Judgment Day, and he could still be the fiend as the leader of Judgment Day. That would be fun. Good job, Mr. Creative. And then maybe it's still bring Alexa Bliss back along as well because you, that's, oh, that never, that, that never, let, that let never go. got resolved. Let her go. Let her, let her be a little Miss Bliss. And by the way, apparently the thing that ticked Bray Wyatt off the most was his match against Randy Orton at WrestleMania that he was supposed to win and then they changed it day off to let Orton win in match. That was so ridiculous. Yeah. they Vince screwed him over a couple of times. And there's also, like I said, there's all sorts of, sorts of stories coming out about him saying that Vince was very derogatory toward him, insulted yeah, his weight. Body, and just, yeah, he body shamed him. Yeah, I mean, just some bad stuff. I mean, and this is the... Because the, the, the thing that that I couldn't understand, like, I, you want to get rid of Braun Strowman because the amount of money he was making, that's fine. But Bray Wyatt was the number one merchandise mover. Yeah. If the guy's selling the most merchandise, how could you, no matter how much he's making, he's going to be bringing more in. How can you get rid of him? Yeah, and to me, the biggest mistake they ever made with him was the WrestleMania match with John Cena. Where they were trying to get Cena to kind of come over to the dark side and the, 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 you know, get desperate in a match. House, and the, 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 what was it? The Funhouse? It was a Funhouse match. No, it was before that. Oh, not no. Oh, you mean the back in back in the day? Like yeah, yeah. Okay, I thought you meant the 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 one the the 2020 WrestleMania. Yeah, that that, freak, that crazy freak show thing. That, that was kind but, of a cool match. Yeah, it was interesting. <laughs> um, of course, a lot of people thought Bray should have gone over on John Cena, and it didn't happen. And it. To me, that really slowed him down, and then the fiend got slowed down when he lost to Goldberg yeah, at, in Saudi Arabia. I mean, that which was just ridiculous. But, but unfortunately, that's why you shouldn't have booked the fiend against Goldberg. Goldberg has to win when he goes to Saudi Arabia because that's what the fans want to see is Goldberg. Yeah, they kind of control the booking a little bit over there. Exactly. So, but uh, yeah, I mean, it seems like John Cena's on the the bad end of ruining a lot of pushes. Like the Nexus push, the Nexus should have gone over John Cena, mm-hmm. and John Cena had had to win that match too. I don't know if it's all John Cena's call or not. Probably, I'm guessing Mr. Cena had I some just, say in just that. Just saw an interview with him when he was talking about does he want a 17th title run. He said no. He goes, I'm not putting in the work for it. I don't deserve to be hold a title for the 17th time. Interesting. Hmm. Well, good for him. He and it would be a bad move. It really would just. Keep it at 16. Of course, it's breaking Ric Flair's record. Even though if you actually look at the statistics in some of Ric Flair's matches, he does have more title reigns. Yeah, I'm They sure. just were not officially recognized by the NWA. Some fascinating stories on that. Uh, let's see. What else do we have coming up on uh, at AEW? Adam Cole looks like he's coming back. Baby. So we're, we'll look forward to finally seeing him. But Kenny Omega coming back. I mean, one thing that's really exciting right now between WWE pulling these other wrestlers back and AEW finally getting healthy again because they had their roster just decimated. Boy, the possibilities are pretty endless for what we're going to be seeing in the next couple of weeks. I mean, how excited are you for both of these organizations, Fish? I I can't wait. And it's funny, and I can't believe I'm saying this, but I feel bad for Impact because they are... they are bigger than the, than the the mid major, I guess you could call them, uh, wrestling organizations. But they're getting completely lost in the shuffle here. Yeah, and and they, but they, because they can't, they have the talent to put on some good shows. But even if they do, nobody cares. Well, they've got to get on a, they've got to get on a better TV network. I mean, I know they kind of have their network. We can't watch it here. 
You know, it's on, I I have the I get the YouTube channel. If you have like a uh, Fire Stick, you can get it. Yeah, I mean, you have to kind of go out of your way, but just being on basic cable, right? Yeah, you can't get it on basic cable, and no. that, that does that does cause an issue. I get that, but they ha- it just it's just sad to me that uh, the the uh, rising tide should raise all boats, and it doesn't seem like Impact is getting their boat raised. <laughs> Well, so to speak, that was Vince McMahon's problem too. You got to get a TV deal. <laughs> wow, he's not going to let it go, folks. Andrew <laughs> Fishfane, everybody, rolling and rolling here on the Mark Hoke Show on KDWN one hundred one five FM seven twenty AM, talking Las Vegas, doing a little wrestling chat as we always do. Love so, it, love it, love it. So right now the matches coming up at Clash at the Castle. It's Roman Reigns, Drew McIntyre for the. Uh, the, the undisputed WWE Universal title. God, please split these belts up. Uh, but I, I got I don't know how they're going to split them up. That's the problem. Because if Drew wins, he wins both belts. You have. So, so then do you have Drew face carrying cross for one of the two belts? They they've got to do something in terms of I'm only going to defend one title against you and just come up with a good storyline. Yeah, you you, you you haven't like I guess it could be for carrying cross. You haven't earned your way to win for both of them, so you can have one. You pick which one you want. Yeah, something along those lines. Uh, Liv Morgan and Shayna Baszler. I am really looking forward to seeing Shayna Baszler. I hope she wins. She's that, not going to. Uh, you know what, Fish? I may. Uh, I, I, I may say that because after after watching what Liv Morgan did to her on Friday night, I don't think she wins. I think she wins. I think we we may need have a Mountain Dew bet on that or something. I guess if she does, it's that way you could have Sh- uh, Shayna Baszler and Ronda Rousey, which is what they really want. Yeah, but I'm not sure. Did, uh, did you like the bootleg Ronda Rousey line from uh, Liv Morgan there? <laughs> It was pretty good. It was pretty good. Uh, so that'll be coming up. And we got Bianca Belair, Alexa Bliss, and Asuka taking on Bailey, Dakota Kai, and Io Sky in a six man or six woman tag team match. So that's all that's on the card so far. The card so well, far. They, they, I think they're setting up Happy Corbin and Ricochet. Unfortunately, <laughs> yeah, that's interesting. We saw Happy Corbin helping out Drew McIntyre on SmackDown. So. Yeah. And we saw Sami Zayn get, get a Claymore. <laughs> well-deserved, by the way. Well-deserved. And Kevin Owens apparently is getting a real push now, too. Yeah, so it's going to be some pretty exciting stuff. I look forward coming to Monday up night. Yep. Well, you know what I'm looking forward to? What? I'm looking forward to Sunday morning when we get to do this all again with the two of us and Joe DeFalco. Love me some Joe DeFalco. Hey, it's a schmoz. Yeah, so don't forget, hey, if you want to listen to any of our back shows you haven't heard us before, Head on over to markhokeshow.podbean.com or all your favorite podcast outlets. We're there. Download all those new episodes. We've just crossed the one-year mark. Love to have you join us. Of course, follow us on Twitter at Mark Hoke Show, Facebook, The Mark Hoke Show. You can follow Fish at TheFish1969. And, guys, we will see you tomorrow morning. Harvey Hyde and the Trojan Football Report coming up here on KDWN. So stick around for that. Have a great night, Las Vegas. Be safe, and we'll see you tomorrow morning.